I'm a huge planner. So whenever my wife, Radhi and I would go on our adventures, I'd meticulously plan out our itineraries and book our accommodations in advance. It's like a yearly tradition that we do. And let me tell you, Booking.com has been my go-to every step of the way. Whether I want to be a simple guy nestled in the countryside or be the stylish and modern guy in the heart of the city, Booking.com never fails to offer a wide range of options that perfectly suit your preferences and they have everything you need to turn your travel dreams into reality, offering accommodations here in the US. Plus, the ease of booking through the app makes the whole process a breeze. So trust me when I say, when it comes to planning unforgettable getaways, Booking.com is where it's at. Ready to book your next adventure? Book whoever you want to be on Booking.com. Booking.yeah. Herbs have been a huge part of my wellness journey. Thanks to my Indian roots, My mom introduced them to me and I saw firsthand how they worked wonders for both body and mind. And when it comes to keeping my digestion in check, slippery elm bark and ginger root are my go-tos. Our sponsor, Nature's Way, has over 50 years sourcing these herbs and many more that can promote digestive health. Visit naturesway.com forward slash herbs and use code J10 at checkout for 10% off any herbal supplements through June 30. Terms apply. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Atna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com forward slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health and Atna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Let's be honest, life is stressful. It's work, it's relationships, and the state of the world. But there's a way to bring that stress level down. Calm. It's the number one app for mental wellness with tons of content to manage anxiety, promote concentration, and help you unwind. There's music, meditation, and more. Calm makes it easy to de-stress. You can literally do a one-minute breathing exercise. Personally, I love the soundscapes. Nothing like a little rain on leaves to help soothe my nervous system. I've actually been working with Calm for a couple of years now, and I'd love for you to check out my series on reducing overwhelm. Eight short practices, quick relief. Right now, listeners of On Purpose get 40% off a subscription to Calm Premium at calm.com forward slash J. That's C-A-L-M dot com forward slash J-A-Y for 40% off. Calm your mind change your life. Join Radhi and I for a special on-purpose episode today with BMW. Radhi and I love taking road trips together and today we get to take you on a drive in the all-electric BMW iX. First ever episode in a car together. I know, have fun. We love going on road trips and I thought today we'll just do a little spin. Good little chats. Yeah, find a nice lookout point, enjoy the sunset. Mm. You know, and you know I'm a romantic, hopeless romantic. <laughs> You've got questions next to you. Amazing. The team chose these questions. Let's dive in. What is something you would ask my opinion of? I would ask your opinion of 
what's good for my health. Like, I'm like, okay, I want a dessert. What should I eat that's healthy? Mm-hmm. I would ask your feedback on, I've been doing this workout. I'm not sure I'm feeling good from it or bad from it. Like, how should I change it up? Uh-huh. I would ask for your opinion of, I want to feel like this in the morning or this in the night, or I've got a headache. What should I do that's natural and a remedy that's going to help straight away? Mm. If my gut's not feeling so well, what's a change I could make mm-hmm. that will make me feel better? You know, I think I ask your opinion of, of me sometimes as a person. Like, I, I find it really reassuring and it means the world to me when I know that you love me and you appreciate me and that you value me. I think that means a lot to me because I really value your opinion because I think that you're an amazing person and I think that you have a really good moral character and are a very honest, genuine person. And so when you think good things of me, I think that if I have a choice or a decision I'm making or if I'm sharing something or writing something or thinking about something, I always like getting your opinion because I feel that if I've checked it through with you, then it will be authentic and deep. Oh, thanks. Yeah. There's like a good amount of stuff. Um, There's more. There's so much more I'd ask your opinion. Of I would ask you for advice on people. Like if I've got mm. some sort of discrepancy with people or I'm feeling a certain way about someone, I know you'll give me a really honest opinion about both sides. Like you're someone who doesn't really take sides about things, which I really appreciate. You see it as the actual situation versus who's involved. I ask you about some of my fashion things, even though sometimes we don't see eye to eye. Mm-hmm. I'll get your opinion because may not take it all the time but I will still get the opinion got it <laughs> I would ask you about every time I need any motivation or I'm feeling like I'm lacking in trying to get through my day or figure out what I should do next you're so good at figuring out step by step of turning something that feels so big into manageable steps and achievable things so I appreciate that that's really great okay. for me because I feel like I always make things really big in my mind and you really help to break it down. And you're like, actually, let's strip it all back. And this is actually what you need to do. I would ask your opinion about all work stuff. Like, it's just such a beast in terms of work and constantly reminding me to go back to a deeper intention. And I think that's what's so important. It's less about, you're obviously so good at what you do, but on, but even deeper than that, I feel like the motivation and the intention behind it is what you always remind me of. And so I definitely ask your opinion on whether something feels right or wrong because I think you're always quite aligned with intention. Mm. There's just a few that come to mind. Thanks so much. I really appreciate that. What is something you wouldn't ask my opinion of? (laughs) I think what I avoid now asking your opinion of sometimes is my fashion choices. For sure. We definitely Because I think I've been, I've become quite adventurous. You have. And I quite enjoy like pushing the boundaries, trying new silhouettes and shapes and to me it's all about like I feel like I get to express myself I feel like I get to I feel like creatively I also get to push my own limits when I'm like oh that's what I thought worked and now I'm able to open my mind up to a new shape a new color a new space and I enjoy that not just in fashion but in all areas of life and I think I get scared sometimes because I I do also want you to think I look cool but obviously some of the stuff I try sometimes is pretty out there. Yeah, and I want to be honest, but I still think you should do everything. Like, for me, it's more you should do whatever makes you feel happy. Which is why I still That you me. want to do, but then I'm not going to tell you I like something if I don't. Totally, totally. Which, so, I so which, the, which I appreciate. So the, the no asking is probably the best route to go with. Really. Because, because I'm using so much of my confidence to pull it off 
that then if some if I yeah, ask your totally. opinion and then you don't like it, it's like that's really hard because I already out. know because yeah, it's yeah. already had to push but me I out of my comfort zone. But I always say I don't like it, but you should wear what you like. Like you should wear what you yeah. you feel comfortable in. Yeah. You should wear what you makes you happy because if you don't feel comfortable or happy in what you're wearing, then doesn't matter who likes it. Yeah. It really makes no difference. Yeah. So I think it should be a personal expression. I think it's so cool that you express yourself in that way, and I think it's cool that you feel free to do that. I believe like. You have to have Separate people different, different people things. in your life for different things. I completely agree. And I recommend everyone does this activity where you write down every need you have in your life. You match that to a person in your life. Mm. And if you have a gap, often what ends up happening is you expect that of your partner. Mm. Or you expect that of your sibling. Or you yeah. expect that of your parent. Yeah. Rather than going, well, let me be proactive mm -hmm. and take responsibility for finding the person that solves this gap. Yeah. So let's say you're like, oh, I don't have someone to go roller skating with, for some, for example, because yeah. I know you love roller skating. I do. It's like, okay, well, let me go and find that person. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm horrific at roller <laughs> skating. And it's, it's an acquired taste, right? And so it's a specific interest that other people may not be talented or skilled totally. at, just like I like playing football and you don't. And so I think finding that person is really important. You're using, you know what I really like about this car? Yeah. It does this, you can use hand gestures to do things. But for what? But so you're moving your hands around because you're an expressive talker. <laughs> but you're basically, it does everything from like, you can use, so which is kind of cool because you don't have to press buttons. Yeah, yeah. But it does it to change songs and stuff, see? But yeah. because you're so expressive, it's doing things right. without you even knowing. Right. So tone it down. Yeah, so, yeah, what was your thing that you That would, I wouldn't come ask your yeah. opinion of? Be I know honest. you're good with, like, solutions, so if I don't want a solution and I just want to vent, <laughs> I'm going to so probably won't come to you. That's so good. I'll probably... Oh, but I, I want you to feel comfortable. No, no, not like that. I was just yeah. half joking. But, yeah, I know that sometimes if I don't want a solution, I just want to, like... Well, I know you can always tell me that, you know that. Yeah, no, You can I always know. come to me and say, look, I don't want a totally. solution. Totally. What else would I not ask your opinion on? I probably wouldn't ask your opinion about food. Definitely not. I like sometimes asking other people to pick for me, but then you don't enjoy doing that either. So. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, I think that's a good, good, good selection, really. What is there in your life, do you think, that you have a need that you haven't found the person yet? Like, what, what is it that you would think you'd need on a weekly, monthly basis in your life? And you're like, you know what, I don't have that friend yet. Or, like, I haven't built that relationship. I haven't proactively mm, figured that out. I have out. friends to work out with. Yeah. I have friends that I can call just a pastime with. Mm -hmm. I have friends to have meaningful conversations with. I have friends to do spiritual activities with. Not necessarily as much here mm -hmm. as I do in London, but mm -hmm. still. Yeah, that's for me as well. Um, I have my mum for a lot of stuff. She ticks a lot of boxes. You tick a lot of boxes. My friends. I, I don't know. I, I, I that's feel good like then. Anything, no, but that's a complete life. Yeah. That's good. I feel like my sister ticks a lot of boxes for me. No, but that's good. That's a good place to my be My niece in. and nephew for some fun and silly convos. Yeah. <laughs> I've been looking for a competitive FIFA friend. Oh, yeah. You I need are, a competitive FIFA do. friend. Like someone who really gets me to become better. Maybe, you know, I miss having a, a, like a friend that just comes in, like sits and does nothing with me. I like having friends like that sometimes. Cool. We just exist together. Yeah. Maybe take naps together. <laughs> maybe just like watch something but don't have to talk together. Right, got it. Yeah. Like a lot is said, but just like nothing is actually said. Got it. <laughs> I like friends right. like that. Next question. Oh, and a friend who really likes watching reality TV show because I that's my like little <laughs> secret indulgent pleasure thing where I just like switching off and I haven't quite found a friend who likes sitting and binge watching reality <laughs> TV. If we had to switch roles for a day, mm -hmm. what's the first thing you do as me? 
meditate and work yeah, out. Yeah. Those are the fa- those are the two non-negotiables in Radhi's life. That in I the will last be late for everything. Ten years. But I will not the thing she'll never be late for is a workout and meditation. She's always there. Yeah. It's amazing. It's really impressive. Physically it's impressive. There, sometimes not mentally. But. It's impressive though. Like I, I think it takes a lot of dedication to have a non-negotiable. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that your non-negotiable habits are so important because they set you up for the rest they of the really day. They really do. And it's like if you compromised on those two things, could you imagine what life would be like? No, I think I'd just really struggle going through the day without yeah. it. And I think what's really amazing is that you having those non-negotiables has inspired me to have similar non-negotiables, especially with working out, in a way that I don't think I would have had if someone forced me to, if someone preached to me to do it, if someone made me do it. Like when I see you dedicated every single day to your workout, whether it's a weekday, whether it's a weekend, whether it's two workouts a day, I look at that and go, okay, got it. Like that's a really great discipline. Yeah, it's nice having things that you really appreciate in your life that you don't feel like you need breaks from. I feel like they're few and far between because it doesn't ever seem like you're working. It's just like part of your being and it's the person that you are on screen, off screen, with friends, with family. Like I don't see a difference in that because that is just what you absolutely love doing. It's like your full nature to be that. And so... Those non-negotiables come because you just feel and see the deep impact that it has on you. And then you kind of can't, like, you just know that, I just know I'm not going to have a great day. Even if it's not crazy workouts, even if it's just a walk or movement, it's just so important. And I always see movement as mind movement, body movement, both equally so important. And I think meditation is great mind movement. Mm -hmm. And walking or workouts is great body movement. But both of them help with your emotional well-being, your physical well-being, um, your communication, just gets things flowing. Yeah, there's an amazing Zen teacher that says what movement does for your body, mindfulness does for your mind or meditation does for your mind. And I love that. What was the question though? If it just rolls for a day, what was the first thing you do as me? As you... I would I would go on a Facebook live. Facebook? Or like an Instagram live, whatever, yeah. and I would fully start acting out. Like just things you wouldn't say, things you wouldn't do. Yeah, it's like more dress. this is more like Freaky Friday, that's the point. Yeah, I would dress crazy and I would Oh, you know what I do? I would get people to just realise how wacky and like fun you are, because sometimes people don't see that. Got it. But you know what? You'd go into work and I'd be like, you know what today guys? We're not going to work today. We're all just going to sit around, cook something, right. have a little chat. <laughs> and then I want to answer that question back for you because that's a fun Go one. On yeah. So beautiful here. Look at this. That's amazing. Unbelievable. I love these lookout Gorgeous. points in LA. They're really special. So nice. They're really special just to open up the mind. And I love how you can just pull up and find a spot and yeah. really take it all in. It's really so beautiful. It is. It's so nice. Okay, yeah. go and ask the question for me then. Wait, what would I do as you? So I like your answer for me. So if I woke up as you, Freaky Friday, what would I do? I think I'd go do, I'd test out all the things. I think you have so much talent. I think you have just so much potential. I think you're one of the like most singing. entertaining people in the world. Not singing, everything apart like from dancing. singing. Not dancing, everything apart from singing and dancing. Like sleeping. Yeah, you're good at sleeping. I'm but great at sleeping. Everything apart from singing and dancing. And I would literally just, that's what I would do. I would just go and do everything that I think I know you have the hidden potential for. That's fine. Because you're just, you're so Give talented. Give me an example so of one gifted. thing. I can't wait to see you host a TV show. <laughs> I can't wait to see you write more books. I can't wait to see you. Uh, I'll let you write a book for me. 
I would do that as you. But I just see you like traveling across the world, studying cultures, teaching that culture, passing it on. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Through TV, through film, through movies. You could act. You could do whatever you wanted. Like you're so talented. So I'd I'd try and do all of those things. On a hard day, what is the thing you will do to make each other start laughing immediately? (laughs) That's a good question. I'll I'll start doing my Indian accent or dancing or something. Dancing. You, you, I still remember that video. Do you remember? I don't know. Do the baking. Do the baking. Do the baking. Yeah, I do remember. It was so good. Like one day, this is before Radhi ever made content and people were unaware. She randomly started doing this dance and I filmed it for fun. And I was like, you have to post this because it is just pure joy. <laughs> and you posted it. And I remember everyone loving it too. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, you you can literally burst out into dance or make a funny face. You can make me laugh very easily. <laughs> very easily. If I was trying to make you laugh, I'd put on an outfit I love. <laughs> I, I would. I wouldn't laugh. I would it. try and help you cook. That, that makes you laugh. laugh. Yeah. I would. What else would I do to make you laugh? I mean, you're really good at finding funny TikToks. You are. Wow, that's my last skill. No, you do, though. You found really good quality, funny TikToks. Oh, you know what you do sometimes? When you're, like, gassing yourself up, that makes you laugh a lot. To make you laugh, I do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're good at banner. (laughs) Next question. Do you have any fun memories when it comes to driving? Mm. Oh, moments spent with family, friends, driving off to university. (gasps) I do. Go on. I have such fun memories um, in cars with my dad. I feel like when he was dropping me to university or when, um, even now when he's dropping me to the airport, they're really special times where I feel like it gives space to just open up and he'll just share stories about his like youth where, that I didn't know about. We'll just talk about random things and I'll just find so much out about him and he's usually quite a quiet person. And so it feels like the car journeys are when things are changing. Even when we go back to where his family lives in Norwich, it's like a two and a half hour, three hour drive. And I always think along the way, he'll be like, this is where this happened, this is where this happened. Or, yeah, there's always little moments where he'll just suddenly start reminiscing in journeys. And I think that because you're going on a journey, your mind kind of goes back to journeys in your life. And, yeah, definitely enjoy that. And then also with my grandma, because I drive her and her friends around sometimes to, like, take them to different places. So imagine, like, four... 90-year-old women in the car that are just laughing and hanging out. And so I love doing Uber service for them. That's fun. And singing along. Singing along with my nephew in the car. That is a good one. That's always fun. And we've done so many fun road trips as well. Yeah. I just, I love being out and about on the road. Videos of you and Origin singing in the car. They're so fun. Yeah, they're really cute. I love a good karaoke moment in the car. Yeah, he's like singing his heart out. Singing his heart out to Adele. I think for me, I actually love car time as a space for reflection. I don't know what it is about cars for me. And you do driving. that a lot. I, I you will, don't play music. I, I don't. I, yeah. I drive in silence a lot of the time. I'll listen to my own thoughts. I'll reprogram them. I'll take a moment to... I find sometimes when I'm in the car, I talk to God the most. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. it is about that, but I find it a really easy way to talk out loud mm. and just listen and pray and reflect. Like, I do that a lot if I'm driving That's alone. That's really beautiful. I think my favorite memories of road trips also include all of our road trips, like our weekend trips. So fun. Whenever we're, like, doing a playlist, when we're, you know, just hanging out, having conversations like yeah, this. Yeah, I always yeah. find, like, when we find, like, our... Even when we do road trips with friends and stuff, I yeah. feel like we play good games. Yeah. Cracking jokes. Yeah. It was so fun. It was so fun. It was so fun. And then, I think when I was young, I remember, because my parents would drive from London to Europe. So we wouldn't get a plane, we'd drive. We'd get the ferry 
from Dover to Calais and then drive oh, through yeah. Europe. And I always found that to be so incredible because we'd go through, you'd get to see like every country in a really intimate way. Like now when you fly, it's almost like you don't get to see the roads and the streets and everything. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash on purpose to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash on purpose. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com forward slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Herbs hold a special place in my wellness journey, a tradition deeply rooted in my Indian heritage. Introduced to me by my mom, their healing properties have been part of my life since I was born. Growing up, I witnessed firsthand the remarkable effects of herbs on both physical and mental well-being. Among the herbs I take are ashwagandha for its adaptogenic properties, slippery elm bark for gastrointestinal health, Our sponsor Nature's Way has these herbs and hundreds more that help support everything from healthy digestion to sleep to stress. They have over 50 years of experience with sourcing herbs from all over the world in the climates where they grow best. Every batch of herbs is rigorously tested for potency and purity in their state-of-the-art lab. Nature's Way believes nature is the ultimate problem solver and is dedicated to bringing the power of plants to help people live healthier lives. To learn more, visit naturesway.com forward slash herbs and use code J10 at checkout for our 10% off any herbal supplements. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. Where do you drive to when you miss home when you're in LA? When I really miss home, it's weird because what I really miss is, this might sound really odd, but seeing Indian people and being around Indians and seeing like grandmas with saris on. And I feel like in LA, you don't, we see people, but I would say I see a lot less brown people than I do when I'm in London on a day-to-day basis. So as you know, 
especially during festivals or like Indian festivals, I want to go to Artesia. Cerritos. Cerritos. And eat Indian food. I buy eat Indian, Indian food, buy Indian clothes, be like in a place where there is just so many people that feel like my community. Yeah. And um, there's something about that that makes me feel nostalgic. So sometimes I'll go to an Indian, like a, this like veggie Indian restaurant that I really like here. If usually my missing home is like missing my mum's food because yeah. when I'm feeling sad or I feel like I need comfort, it's usually <laughs> food. Mum, my mum's specifically my mum's food that brings me that comfort. Yeah. And if I can't get that, then I have to go see some like old Indian women in saris. So it feels like I'm around my grandma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. So yeah, that's probably. If I think about it, it's either that or I'll sit just by myself and eat ice cream and watch a Bollywood movie or something. Nice. I think for me, I drive to places I can make new memories. Mm. So if I miss home, I'm always thinking, well, what's a new cool, fun thing I can do to create and build a new memory? Mm -hmm. I think it's very easy f for me sometimes to think if I miss something that I have to recreate it. Or sometimes we think if we miss something, you have to remake it. For me, I just like to think, okay, well, what opportunity do I have or what possibility do I have yeah. to just build something fresh? So I think that's what I do. What is the thing you were most scared of going into this past year that you ended up doing? Literally a month before my world tour, I was so close to pulling out because I was really worried about whether I'd be able to stay healthy and fit traveling to all those countries. And I was concerned about my well-being. I was thinking about work. I was thinking about all the things I had to put on hold. It was like, I wasn't going to see you for months. I wasn't going to see most of my team for months. I wasn't going to be able to do so much of the work that I'm used to doing every single year. We had to tape meditations in advance. We had to tape podcasts in advance. There was so much work. And like a month before, I was like, okay, I don't think I can go on tour. And the thing that kept me going was Nicole and Annie had worked so hard on putting the tour together. Mm. And the team had worked so hard on putting the tour together. And I was like, I can't let them down. Like if I cancel yeah. it, it's gonna let down all these people who've worked so hard putting it all together. And I can't just pull out. And I never told them that till afterwards. <laughs> and I think, I think they were relieved. But it was just one of those things of just like, when you're doing something new, what I've learned is it's so natural to feel scared and it's so natural to feel fear. And what I've realized is before I used to think you have to wait to get over the fear to do something or you have to wait till you don't feel scared so you can do something. So you spend all your energy going, okay, well, how do I take care of my fear? How do I control my fear? How do I move past what I'm scared of? And the truth is you have to be fearful and do it anyway. Like you're going to be scared anyway. So why not accept that you're scared, accept that you're fearful, create a plan and then do it. Like when I went on my tour, I remember after finishing the US leg, I was exhausted. Mm. And then when I went international, we started in Australia again. There were some crazy highs and lows on tour when it came to like health and wellness, fitness. We were literally in a city for a max one and a half days. Yeah. And so for me... Yeah, that was intense. For me, that, I mean, you came with me for a week and it was exhausting. Why am I getting a massage in my Guys, <laughs> I just found out that there is a massage feature in, in this car and I am, um, I just activated it. <laughs> While I was Should answering my question. Yeah. For While some, I was opening my heart. For deeply. some relaxation. This is what Radhi's like. So this is how Radhi makes me laugh. I'll be having a really vulnerable, deep, open, heartfelt conversation and then you'll do something like this. Can you feel it? Yes, I can feel it. Ooh. <laughs> That's really amazing. 
Who doesn't want a bit of a back massage when you're driving Mine's around? Mine's still going on. I've never seen that in a car. All right. Um, no, that is What was true. yours? Uh, oh, yeah, that's what you'll do. You totally detract away from my deep, meaningful point and be like, oh, yeah, that was really No, you are... Yeah. No, I'm so sorry, but tell me that feature is not worth being distracted for. It was worth it. Um, what was the thing? Oh, my God, this was the year that I literally did so many things that I would normally say no to or was scared of. Sorry. I spoke on stage. Oh, yeah, how was that? Explain that people. process for you, because I think... You put it up on Instagram and I remember everyone that week being like, oh my God, it's it amazing. So but like, it was such a big thing for you. Walk us through that. It was such a big thing for me. Um, Why was it such a big thing for you? So you were invited to give a speech for... I was invited to give a speech for an organisation that had like, what was it, 3,000 people? Right, in the audience, which in is the huge. audience, yeah. You've never spoken huge. to more than like, what, 300 people maybe? I'd never really spoken to people right. like that on stage. I so, maybe done one panel or something back in the day, but I remember freezing and not even talking. And this was panel. a keynote. This was not a panel. This was a keynote where it was a full like what 30 minutes speaking to the crowd and then like 15 minutes of Q&A mm -hmm. but it was I was practicing for months like I was going over and over again writing it practicing it made me realize how when you write something it's so different to when you're speaking like things when you write and then when you say it can feel so cheesy yeah, yeah. it was just such an such an Weird experience because I was literally getting to the day of and I was like, I'm, I have to cancel. Like, oh. no, the, the night before, well, you know what really helped? Practicing in front of a mirror. That was really great. But it still didn't take away my fear. And I have to say, it wasn't something where I did it and I was like, yeah, I can't wait to do it again. It was <laughs> like, okay, I'm so glad I did it. And it's so nice to know that I can overcome a fear of being in front of so many people and worried about not sounding smart or not sounding like I know what I'm even talking about or getting words wrong or not see you always want to feel like an expert before yeah. you do something I always have felt like an amateur in things that I do and so that's always stopped me from doing things where I've been too scared of being seen as someone who's not doing things really well or doesn't know it and so then I'd hide away from it and so it was just interesting for me to do it and even though I wouldn't say I was an expert at it at all I still gave it a go and was okay with getting things wrong and maybe not being perfect at it. And so even more than feeling successful, I just felt liberated mm. <laughs> of like getting over that fear. What do you think it is? Because I feel like when we feel fear or we feel scared, we feel fearful and scared of so many different things. Yeah. But really there's a root to where that comes from. Mine, if I'm completely honest, roots from always feeling like I've never been smart enough because of grades or people in my family being smarter than me. And by the way, I'm not like, oh, that's so sad. I'm just saying that is where it roots from <laughs> because I've always had that. And so, and I've told myself that for so long and I've always turned to other people to fix things or make things better or to tell me whether what I'm doing is right or wrong that I never believed me start standing by myself doing something was going to be as good as other people doing That's it amazing. with me. That's so it definitely roots from that. And then I've just realized that, just get over it, the worst <laughs> things that happen in life and you don't have to be an expert to do things. That's why I started trying to do things that I'm really not good at because sometimes I really enjoy things that I'm not good at, but I stop myself from doing them because I just think that I shouldn't because I'm not good at it. And I think that we're just trained to feel that way when not everything has to be about being really good at things. It can just be because you want to try or that you you want a new experience. I mean, it is about being really good at things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for people who are good at things. No, like, I think I really appreciate your resilience. I remember when 
What was it that you tried when we were on vacation a couple of years ago? Was it Sorry, wakeboarding? wakeboarding. It I think it might be, yeah. Anyway, that was like watching you do that. And I remember the next day you felt like you'd had whiplash. Felt but like you I just kept it. getting back up and trying it, even though you'd stand up for like three seconds <laughs> yeah. and fall over. I remember timing it. And it was just amazing. You're so, your resilience to like keep trying something, even when it's so difficult. Like you do love that too. I like do you love trying. But yeah, I really enjoyed trying all those things yeah. this year. Um, and recognizing that, that, you know, lots of people are like, oh, I tried this thing and, you know, I tried it once and then I just got that, you know, people kept asking me, they're like, once you start actually speaking in public, you're going to get this bug for it and you're going to want to do it. And I was like, I have not got that bug for it. <laughs> and it's not something that I'm craving to do again. It just shows how different we all yeah, are. I love it. Yeah, you do, of course. I mean, just, and, and the thing is, you're so good at it, but it's taken so many tries and doing it from a group of five people to... 50 people to 100 people to 1,000 people to, you know, however many people came to your show. Like, you really built that. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's so funny. Why is however that many people. Yeah, because, like, so many pe endless, countless people came to your show and you did that over and over again. And I just think that it's something which you see your comfort on stage. I do not feel my comfort on stage. Yeah. I feel my comfort... In other areas, yeah. Which is in my home. Well, I thought you did amazing. Thank you. Incredible. Um, what is the biggest lesson you have learned this year? The biggest lesson that I've learned this year is, this is going to sound so lame because it's the only thing I can think of right now because I'm tired, but like how important sleep is, especially because I've stepped up in what I actually do in my day. What I've realized is how important, one, conserving your energy and being able to have alone time is, and also how important like relationships are in terms of what you gain from human connection and how energetic that can feel and also how draining that can feel and knowing the difference between both and who gives you both of those things. Who are the people you spend time with that actually help feed your energy? I think I've had to really learn that in the time that I'm expending with people because I feel so drained and then how important sleep is, not in a superficial way, but in the way that it affects your mood, your energy levels, your ability to wake up and even meditate in the morning, your ability to work during the day. It just affects so much of your life. What you want to eat, what you crave, like it just impacts everything. And so I've really been trying to prioritize sleep lately of like at least sleeping earlier. And that's, that's that. That's good. I really think the biggest thing I've learned this year, which I feel like the universe keeps reminding me of this, but it's a big one is don't judge an emotion in others that you've never felt because the universe will make you experience oh it. Oh my gosh, yes. So often we so look at other good. people's life and we go, why are they so stressed about that? That's so yeah. minor. Like, why are they so anxious about that? There's nothing to do with that. Like, yeah. why are they so mad about that? I wouldn't be mad about that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the same thing <laughs> happens to you. And all of a sudden, you're like broken. And I've seen that happen so many times to friends. I've seen that happen so many times to myself where you're judging someone else's pain, thinking you could deal with that pain. Mm. And then you go, when I'm actually going through that pain, I don't want to feel it anymore. Yep. And so whenever I find myself thinking, oh, I could handle that better, or that's not a big deal, or can't believe they're struggling with that, I've started to realize just don't have that feeling because you have no idea how that person's navigating it, what their trigger is, what their trauma is, what their pain is. And it's so easy to be like, oh, well, I find that easy. Mm. And when you actually go through it, it's another ball game. And so mm. I remember, you know, like, it's, it's kind of like when people are like, oh, you know, and not that I say this, but a lot of people will say like, oh, there's no such thing as depression. There's no yeah. such thing as anxiety. Like, it's just all in your head, like things like that. It's not actually helpful. 
And I think everyone goes through something like that in life that really Definitely. breaks them down. And when I go through that, like when I feel like I've judged something and then I'm going through it myself, I go, oh, got it. This is making me more compassionate now for, that. for other people's yeah. pain. And I hope that I can keep this feeling when I'm feeling confident that even if I haven't experienced someone's pain, I can still be compassionate towards mm. it because I recognize that I don't understand all types of pain just because I think I do mentally. It's so interesting how we think because we understand something theoretically, it should be easy practically. When we're not going through that challenge right now, we underplay it and undermine it. And then yeah, as soon as we're going so for our true. own challenge, we overhype it. Yeah. The next question is, what is something you want to work on for next year? Oh, nice. Yeah. And I think my thing is, I think that it's easy when, and I'm sure many people have felt this in relationships or even in friendships, where you see someone with a specific purpose and like they know what they're doing and you can almost either jump on the bandwagon of their purpose or intention and try and mimic it without actually feeling it or doing the work it requires to maintain it. And I've been thinking about that a lot because I think seeing you have your purpose and have seen you do that for a long time, I think I kept trying to create the same purpose for myself or jump onto your purpose and make it my own. But the problem was I didn't have the deep-rooted feeling that you have with what you are doing. And so that's why my energy and my desire for it would run out so fast and I'd have to keep motivating myself to do it, keep motivating myself. But it, there wasn't an actual motivation because the motivation was coming from you. I think for me next year, it's about actually figuring out what my deep-rooted purpose and intention is behind what I'm doing and everything I'm doing to feel like it is mine versus one, what other people think my purpose is, and two, trying to jump onto someone else's because it seems so amazing because you're so connected to it, but it's not mine and Absolutely. therefore don't have that connection. It's interesting how our mind does that even when we know purpose is individual. It's, yeah. it's unique, it's not adopted. Like totally. we always talk about that famous line in the Bhagavad Gita which says that it's better to do your own purpose imperfectly mm. than to try to do someone's perfectly. Yeah. Because the point is doing your thing is way better than trying to do someone else's. Mm. And also the other verse that I love about purpose is when you protect your purpose, your purpose protects you. When we try to imitate or project someone's purpose onto ourselves, it doesn't work because we actually have to protect the, the diamond of our purpose that we're holding on to. Mm. And we have to care for it as if it's a rare gem. Mm. What's something you want to work on for next year? It's been a few things I've been thinking about. One is that I really believe that my best work for me at this point in my career comes when, I'm, when I have space. Mm. And there was a time in my life where being productive and efficient was what helped me achieve. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm at a place in my life where I feel like the more I'm reflecting, reading, being thoughtful, I feel like a better version of myself. And so I think I've been reprioritizing from being productive to almost zooming out and gaining more perspective. And that requires a lot of restructuring of my life. I have lots of commitments. I have lots of responsibilities. There's so many things I have to think about in order to do that. But I'm realizing that I'm better with more time than less time. It's not about more socialized. Like, I'm not trying to create more of a social life. That's not really what will make me happy. 
but I'm trying to create more of space to be more curious and be more, even more reflective and thoughtful than I believe I already give myself time to. I find that I'm often putting myself in a lot of discomfort to operate at a high level and I want to give myself some mental comfort and I believe that will really create some fascinating projects and vision for what I want to do in the world. I think that there's points in your career where you just have to like put your head down and work really hard and then you get to points in your career where you have to look up and take a step back. And I think I'm at a point in my career where I want to do that because I want to really think about the impact I want to have in the world. I want to really think about the work I want to do, the the pathways I think are going to really shift culture in the world. And I want to give myself time and space. That's not going to come from productivity. That's going to come from perspective. What is something you valued this past year in our relationship that you did not value in the past? Oh, that's such a great question. I'd say maybe for me is, I think in the past, because I wasn't, you were always ready to give help and I wasn't ready to necessarily receive it because I wasn't ready to do the work it took to do it. And you're always someone who wants to help and you always have the time and space to help no matter what you have going on. And I think in the past, I didn't value it because I almost wasn't ready to... I didn't want to waste your time because I knew I wasn't ready to put in the work to actually take it on. No, but you know what I mean? Like, it was more me not being in a place to do the stuff required because I'd get your advice and then I wouldn't implement and then it didn't, you know, it didn't make sense and it made me feel bad about it. Whereas I feel like this year, because I made a decision to really try and understand what my potential was and to push myself to to see and, and explore that, I was able to take on a lot of your really great like advice and time and I value that advice a lot more now because I was ready I'm ready to actually receive it. I think for me, there's a couple of things. I think I learned to revalue every year just how much you do love me by your choice to you know, as we've always talked about, it's been so hard for you to move away from family, move to New York and then move to LA and then and I know you go back often when it's nice, but you still base yourself here and I I think I learned to revalue that every year as a sign of how much you love me because I realized that that is the reason that makes you do it like you wouldn't do it if it wasn't for that Mm -hmm. and I think that that is something I have to revalue I get a newfound value for it every year Mm -hmm. because I realize it more and more and I think the other thing that I value that maybe I didn't value before was how much again I think it's a revalue too of how much you're so flexible and adaptable. Like, if I said to you, I've got this amazing opportunity, I need to get on a plane tomorrow, you never make me feel guilty or bad about it. And that is just... I've thought about it a lot, and I'm like, that is really hard. And yes, we're both like that with each other. Mm -hmm. But I think it takes a lot to just be flexible and adaptable. Life hasn't got less busy, it's got more busy. So I think that's a newfound value again that I renew every year of like, wait a minute, you're more flexible and adaptable. I went on a world tour this year. Like, I was gone for, you know. You're really good at that. I feel like you're all, your state of mind, and I'm not just saying this, you're very ingratitude. You're a very ingratitude person on a daily basis with not just me, with literally every single person around you. And I think that that just pours into everything that you do. Uh, what is the change you have made this past year that impacted your daily life. Putting in the work 
it takes to complete things because I'd have the <laughs> I do the work it takes to start things <laughs> but I didn't do the work it takes to complete things till this year and so I see how hard that is for people I have a newfound appreciation for people who actually get things done my goodness <laughs> what a life to live <laughs> I just want to say that basically because I've completed things this year I do feel like I feel more confident in myself mm. and I think that it's impacted my daily life because I've started making little decisions by myself and I've started trusting in my own voice and I've started being more sure about the things that I actually think I should do in a situation versus asking a thousand people or or trying to second guess myself and so with committing to completing things in my life it has come with a boost of confidence in my own voice mm-hmm. and that has impacted my daily life in so many ways because yeah, it's just made me a bit more secure in who I am. Definitely not fully there, but it's like, it feels like the beginning of the journey of really understanding myself a little bit more. And it's all come from consistency and trying to commit to things for myself. And I actually really have appreciated that this year. Mm. I think for me, it's uh, having an amazing team. Your team is just literally yeah, just... special humans. And it's not because they're going to hear it or are hearing it. (laughs) I feel like being surrounded by people you actually enjoy spending time with and as people, not just at work, and being surrounded by people that you trust and that trust you and that being surrounded by people that you feel... There was a quote that I read the other day that said, a great relationship is when both people feel lucky. You so have that in your team. And I feel like having that in your personal life, your professional life... In every area of your life, like that's what makes life special. So that has made a big change, like being surrounded by people who just have wonderful values and qualities. I feel like you've attracted each other because honestly, I don't know how your team is so as as special as they are. Like every single person has different personalities, but the same care, attention, desire. And and, and what's beautiful is there's like, you feel no competition there, which Mm -hmm. is really difficult to create in a work environment. Everybody feels so secure in their roles and how they see it as collaborative thing. Like they're all feel like part of a puzzle and they all work so well together to do that it's so beautiful mm. it's just I, I i appreciate seeing you so happy finally because i think that you've worked so hard to get to this point to have people who feel the same way yeah, it's nice it's being surrounded by people who feel the same desire and excitement as you do every single day yeah it's been really special and on that note i want to say a big thank you to all of you because I think it's been amazing just the amount of love and support that On Purpose has had in the last 12 months, the incredible guests we've had are because of all of you that watch, that like, that share, that recommend this podcast to your friends, the amazing conversations I've been having, the solo episodes that I've been recording. Just thank you for all your love and support because I couldn't do any of it without you. And it's amazing to see the growth that we're having and it's unbelievable and so grateful to you all. Genuinely, thank you so much. And thank you, Radhi, for doing this with me. Of course. Going thanks. on this little road trip. I always like these conversations. Yeah. They bring so much out. Yeah. You're such a good conversationalist. You are. If that's a word. It is a word. Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks. Love you. Love you guys. If you love this episode, you'll love my interview with Kobe Bryant on how to be strategic and obsessive to find your purpose. Our children have become less imaginative about how to problem solve. And parents and coaches have become more directive in trying to tell them how to behave versus teaching them how to behave. 
I couldn't be more excited to share something truly special with all you tea lovers out there. And even if you don't love tea, if you love refreshing, rejuvenating, refueling sodas that are good for you, listen to this. Radhi and I poured our hearts into creating Juni Sparkling Tea with adaptogens for you because we believe in nurturing your body and with every sip, you'll experience calmness of mind, a refreshing vitality, and a burst of brightness to your day. Juni is infused with adaptogens that are amazing natural substances that act like superheroes for your body to help you adapt to stress and find balance in your busy life. Our Super 5 blend of these powerful ingredients include green tea, ashwagandha, acerola cherry, and lion's mane mushroom, and these may help boost your metabolism, give you a natural kick of caffeine, combat stress, pack your body with antioxidants, and stimulate brain function. Even better, Juni has zero sugar and only five calories per can. We believe in nurturing and energizing your body while enjoying a truly delicious and refreshing drink. So visit drinkjuni.com today to elevate your wellness journey and use code on purpose to receive 15% off your first order. That's drinkjuni.com and make sure you use the code on purpose. I'm a huge planner. So whenever my wife Radhi and I would go on our adventures, I'd meticulously plan out our itineraries and book our accommodations in advance. It's like a yearly tradition that we do. And let me tell you, Booking.com has been my go-to every step of the way. Whether I want to be a simple guy nestled in the countryside or be the stylish and modern guy in the heart of the city, Booking.com never fails to offer a wide range of options that perfectly suit your preferences and they have everything you need to turn your travel dreams into reality, offering accommodations here in the US. Plus, the ease of booking through the app makes the whole process a breeze. So trust me when I say, when it comes to planning unforgettable getaways, Booking.com is where it's at. Ready to book your next adventure? Book whoever you want to be on Booking.com. Booking.yeah. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Atna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com forward slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health and Atna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth, no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.